and then we got the results for you know some of these structures and including 2.4 meters almost two and a half meters of over a kilo silver in our first hole Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics and excited today because we had some recent news out from Raina Silver, got some drill results back from their Medicine Springs project. And joining me again on the show is Lauren McGaw of Raina Silver, who is going to touch on the recent results, also give us a recap of what's been going on at Gigi and Batopilas as well. So Lauren, great to have you back on the show and nice to see you again. Congrats on the recent news and how are you doing today? Oh, doing great. And, uh, you know, it, it's really an exciting time over at Reina and uh, it's a lot of fun uh, being in a position where we get to talk about fantastic results out of Medicine Springs and being in a situation where we have three high quality big projects that we're, you know, in the stable and uh seeing where it goes from here yeah and certainly nice because you have your third project which is medicine springs and you were drilling back in the fall uh, until you took a pause for the winter but finally getting some of the first results back which looked like they came out pretty well and perhaps you could walk through what you guys found here yeah so the 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 reconnaissance drilling that we did as part of phase one uh the goal there was to determine whether or not fantastic surface expression that we saw a lot of indicators of something big whether or not the rocks at depth had the chance to be high grade and high you know big scale so our biggest question going into phase one and doing this recon was do we have the magic host rock right? They're called carbonate replacement deposits. And so you need the carbonate to replace. So carbonate is limestone, dolostone. And the fact that we intersected 400 to 700 meters of between, you know, the three holes that went to depth of high potential carbonate host rock is so exciting because that is a thick section of rock that has the chance to be replaced, that has the chance for mineralization. And, you know, we, we didn't get out of the carbonate. We just decided that, you know, 787 meters gave us enough information for, for right now. And, um, you know, it's that's exciting in and of itself. And we were pretty stoked on that result. And then we got the results for, you know, some of these structures and including 2.4 meters almost two and a half meters of over a kilo silver in our first hole that is that is really cool right i mean yeah, having the opportunity and and realistically the privilege to get some great results out of your first hole fantastic and then we stepped out you know once again this was a recon drilling portion right drilling program and we stepped out 1.75 kilometers to the never before drilled silver butte area 
and we intersected 7.4 meters of you know 106 grams per ton silver and there's a section of this that runs you know 4.7 meters of 274 grams per ton silver with good lead and zinc numbers that's the kind of chemistry that tells us okay that represents the style of mineralization we want to see in a carbonate replacement deposit now the question is where did it come from and how much more of it there is the other aspect is there's this absolutely cool feature that we can use in crd exploration called fugitive calcite we also refer to it as barbecue rock and it's it's evidence of replacement right so if you look at that carbonate replacement deposit model you have acidic mineralizing fluids that are coming off of the the intrusive the porphyry most people are familiar with that with copper or gold essentially you have a heat source there's acidic fluid coming off of it and it interacts with that carbonate whether it's limestone or dolostone and when did you ever do those paper mache volcanoes where you do the vinegar and the baking soda it's been a while <laughs> it's been a while but right you get that 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 bubbly reaction that changes the the ph and all the goodies drop out that are in that acidic mineralized fluid but that you know there's a you can't you you, you can't uh, create or destroy you know math right so the question is where does it go and so that calcite keeps going, but it takes some hitchhikers with it. It takes some manganese and lead and things like that. And why that's cool is that when we're going through drill core, we can use just the ultraviolet light. And you shine that over the core and the sections of core that have the high grade, or not high grade, that have the fugitive calcite go hot pink and red and it looks like the coals of a barbecue and those sections are representative of somewhere that represents something that was replaced right sure. so when you see the fugitive calcite especially when you see multiple events over printing because that's how you get a big carbonate replacement deposit another way to you know, I, I think it's important to talk a little bit about what a carbonate replacement deposit is and, you know, how you can look at these. Because there's a lot of projects nowadays that are that are going after CRDs. They're really attractive projects because you get these, you know, the, some of the world's largest mines are carbonate replacement deposits. I mean, we're talking Bingham Canyon, Grossberg, the sounds of like Lalia District, right? These huge systems. And the way that I like to think about it is that that porphyry, that source, is like a bus terminal. It's like public trans CRDs, if you think about them like public transportation, that's kind of how I like to wrap my head around it. And I mean, hopefully in a city that's functional, like don't think you want New York or something like that. But we'll go with the idea that it's like a Hamburg, Germany. And, you know, your idea is that you've got, you know, say a bus terminal and there's different routes that the buses go out, right? So those are the structures and, you know, the other features that create the plumbing 
the routes for the mineralization to go out. And then elements get off the bus at different spots. So, you know, you get this downtown area where you get more copper, lead, zinc, some silver. You get out towards the suburbs and you start getting higher grades of silver and lead and zinc. And at the very end, that's where the elements who fell asleep at the back of the bus get out. And so what that provides us with the opportunity to do is when you drill and you intersect something, you can say, ah, oh, okay, what does this neighborhood look like? What is the chemistry? What is the textures? Which direction do I need to go? And, you know, our Gigi projects, which is in the Santa Olalia district, our idea is to identify where the source is because you're dealing with a place that produced half a billion ounces of silver from just that distal portion of the system. So just the suburbs. That bus terminal, that downtown area hasn't been found yet. Right. And the geochemistry and the, a lot of work, there's like a, my father did a over 600 page thesis on saying, you know, it's it's in sort of the Gigi area is believed to be the source for it. And, you know, the other aspect on something like Gigi is how many major cities have you been to that only have one or two bus routes? So if you go here, this is this is the results from our most, uh, from the spring. And what we did here is at hole 28, we intersected what's called SCARN mineralization. So it's replacement mineralization uh, that's closer towards the source. It's sort of an indicator of down, you know, you're in downtown, you're maybe in the industrial area of the district, right? And what we saw was beautiful zoning that was telling us, okay, this looks like we're getting close to that bus terminal. Which direction do we need to go? So we went 650 meters to the north, 770 meters to the northeast, and a kilometer out to the east. Intersected in all four, that gives us a vector. And so what you see there in that pink, that's that scar and mineralization at depth. One of the things that makes us excited, and the reason, one of the reasons why we're doing a geophysics survey there right now, is if you above that scarn is 1200 meters of some of the most productive carbonate host rock in history. And we also identified 400 to 750 meters above that scarn. Those are what we call feeder bleeder structures. And that's what's used in carbonate replacement deposit exploration to vector back in to those styles of ore bodies that make these things famous. And, you know, it's it's exciting times over at Reina to have, you know, Medicine Springs is telling us there's something big there. Gigi, we're getting closer to finding the source, being able to tack down the two systems and work them against the middle. And, you know, the other aspect is at Gigi, we're looking for half of the CRD spectrum. We're looking for that more proximal half. Right. 
at Medicine Springs, the geology is telling us that we have the potential for the full spectrum. And like I was saying, those the, the source, that bus terminal, that's typically a porphyry. Now, they can be a barren porphyry, but they can also be a um, copper gold porphyry or something like that. And while Gigi's probably a barren porphyry, at Medicine Springs, we were seeing copper numbers, right? So there's this other aspect of we get to really take an ore systems approach to these projects and Medicine Springs is a fantastic test case for that and uh, see where we get. Yeah, well, it's exciting to see that once you get the results back and get a better idea of defining what you have there and um, certainly has come in well so far at Medicine Springs. Again, you mentioned the results here. Uh, last one to touch on, though, would be Bato Pilas, your third project, and perhaps you could give an update on how things have been looking there. Yeah, so Bato Pilas is our third district. This is the this is the native silver district. I mean, they were mining native silver. Um, you know, these little skinny veins of silver that would balloon out to be three to five meters across, 30 to 80 meters on level, and they chased them for hundreds of meters down. And our question was, okay, we know that the historic district had high grade silver. Can we follow these same structures and find, I hate to use the word, but you know, virgin native silver banks. And when we followed these structures up into the Northeast, not only did we intersect more high grade silver, but we found gold. Right. You're in a you're in a district where the Spanish went in there looking for gold. They found native silver and they went, OK, I guess I can I guess I can handle this. <laughs> what a problem to have. And, you know, we've come in as a silver explorer. And not only we've found silver, but we're also finding gold. And, and not just like a little bit of gold. I mean, whole 34 was 36.1 grams per ton gold. Hole 42A was over three and a half meters of those over eight grams per ton gold. And when you find mindable widths and grade of a new element to a district, it's time to figure out where that fits in the overall framework. So you know, we took a pause and we've done the geophysics uh, structure sampling survey we did a we put out some of the results from our sampling survey where we found a whole bunch of new veins and new gold zone um you know putting that together with the geophysics and the detailed structural survey we did and really fine-tuning and honing those drill targets so that way you know when we get those drills running and we use those exploration dollars that we have um we can get the most bang for our buck, especially with where the market is. It's really important to do the good geologic work because uh, drilling is expensive and we want to create the best value for our investors. Well, I think the investors and shareholders certainly appreciate that. And perhaps last one for you, maybe you could update us on the drilling plans going forward in 2023. Yeah, so right now the goal is we're waiting for the results for the geophysics survey to come back from Gigi. Uh, defining drill targets at Bata Pilas. 
one of those will probably start drilling in the spring. Uh, luckily in Chihuahua, it's it's we can rapidly deploy drill rigs, and you know Medicine Springs will get back out there in twenty twenty three. Hopefully, the up you know during the upcoming season and uh, see if we can follow up the initial portion of the drill program and uh, get it going. Well, it will be an exciting year, and certainly it's nice that you're starting to get the results back and giving a further indication of what you've found there and what you're looking at. So, Lauren, uh, just in wrapping up, could you let folks know if they have any questions, would like to get in touch with you, get more information about the projects, what's the best way to do that? You know, of course, you've got our, our website. Uh, and if you want to send a, an email with a question, you can send that to info at Raina Silver. We're also on social media, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. So if people have any questions, comments, concerns, jokes, uh, feel free to send us a message and uh, look forward to hearing from people. Well, I appreciate that. And you can find that at rainasilver.com. And again, congratulations on the latest results. And it seems like things are going well now on all three of the projects. And we'll look forward to checking back in with you again soon. All right. Thank you, Chris.